Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling to find scholarships? Not enough scholarships offered at your school. We have started the Gratitude Scholarship for PT students, no matter what year, no matter what school, you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time. If you're enrolled in the summer of 2019, interested in applying for the scholarship, you can submit a video no longer than two minutes answering these two questions. What is your vision of physical therapy in the future? And what are you doing outside of the classroom as a PT student? If you answer these two questions and email us the video and submit it before May 1st, then you will be eligible for the scholarship. So check it out, guys. Definitely worth applying. It doesn't take long. We look forward to hearing all your submissions. Thank you. In this episode with Will Boyd and Alex Engar, we go into how they started their business while they were still students. And crazy story, they didn't actually meet in real life until two years into their business together, which is wild. Sarah and I only had a few months, but two years. <laughs> they didn't two meet. years. Yeah, that's insane. And that just shows the power of social media. I won't go into that now, but <laughs> they gave a lot of great insights into like how they took imperfect action and related that to studying to the studying for the NPTE and learning from what you got wrong and just continuing to move forward, whether it's slow progress or not. And that's related to the NPTE and just to life. And if you want to go create your own business, or if you don't, if you want that nine to five job that's stable, that is okay. They also go into just how powerful networking is through social media and making friends online through a community. Will and Alex also talk about creating your own path, which for them is not being a clinician, but still being successful and still using the skills that they learned in physical therapy school to help people on a mass scale. They also talk about helping students make money while in school to help reduce loans coming out of school. Will and Alex also have a course called How to Make Money While Boarding Class, which is out now. So check it out in the details in the bio, and we hope you enjoy the episode. So welcome to another episode of Gratitude. And for today's episode, we have two very special guests, our friends, Will Boyd and Alex Engar. How are you guys? Way too good. I can't believe we get to be on here with you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped to be here too. We're doing, we're doing great. Thanks for having us on, guys. Of course. We want to hear a little bit more about what you guys are currently doing right now together. And then if you want to go separately, however you want to work it out. Will and I like to alternate every other word is what we try to know. We should, we should practice that. Will that'd be really cool for podcasts if we could like have an intro that's every other word. I mean, we might. Will and I's brain is now just like slowly becoming one like 
consciousness. We'll, we'll text each other things. Like this morning we texted something and we texted the exact same phrase within like one second of each other. So really it's all the same, whether it's Will or I. <laughs> um, but for those who don't know us, we run a healthcare marketing education brand where we teach people how to market themselves, how to grow an audience online, and then how to monetize that. So whether that's clinicians who own a practice and they're like, hey, I want to get more patients into my practice. How do I do that? We teach them how to do it. And then we also specialize in helping online business owners who maybe have a following, have an idea of something that they want to sell them, have an online course that they're working on. We help them kind of blow that up and, uh, and monetize it, which is really freaking fun because we just get to help people like, grow the brand and company that they want instead of feeling like they're just stuck in a clinical job that's they're beholden completely to insurance companies for their livelihood. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. And we just love it. Yeah. I think, I think Alex said pretty much everything that we do. I mean, we're really lucky that we get to help healthcare providers, PTs in particular, just take an idea that they have or the idea of their practice that they have and be able to grow in a way that is sustainable and you know, we, we just have a really big mission. Alex and I kind of knew in PT school uh, that we didn't want to work a traditional staffed PT job. Not that there's anything wrong with it. We just knew personally that that's not what we wanted. And so our mission is if there's other people out there who don't want that, that we can help them figure that out, whether that's owning their own clinic or if it's having an idea and wanting to create a following online and, and build a business around that. That's what it were. That's really our drive and what we try to do. Very cool. And I know that before Gabby had mentioned anything, I hadn't really like seen a whole lot of healthy funnel yet. And I was so excited that she introduced me to you guys and like what you have going on. Cause it's incredible. Like I wish I had figured it out sooner to see what you guys have going on. It's so fun. Cause we started it as, I mean, both Will and I sort of started this whole journey while we were students, mm-hmm. but we haven't been out of school very long. We've been at it a lot, like not even two years. I mean, maybe I think, Will, you just passed the two-year mark, right? Just did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Congrats. And I'm, I'm just right behind him. So like we started all this when we were in PT school because we saw, both of us saw like, oh man, if we really want to like, control our careers, we might as well start now. There was no reason to, to like wait five years to become the perfect clinician before we started building what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's why we started a Facebook group, which is so funny to think about it. Like, our business started from a Facebook group and people think, Oh, like, it does, like social media, it's great to waste time on. Like you can run a whole business through social media. We have, and, um, it all started. I mean, we were maybe graduated six months out of school when we started the whole thing. So I think it's just so cool that as students, we have the power to start stuff that's going to massively shape our careers going forward. You don't have to wait until you're a licensed clinician to start making waves in the world. And, and both of you are, are, are prime examples of that. Like start stuff now <laughs> while you have a little bit of creative energy and time to be able to do it. And it's just the perfect time. There's, there's no better time than right now to get started on things. So uh, Will and I just feel super grateful that we've had this opportunity to start building something so fun, so young into our careers. Yeah, and I know you mentioned it at the the conference we were at, the Smart Success PT conference back in May of 2018. And I will never forget, a lot of people won't forget what you said, the imperfect action. And that's what we did. That's what we both did as students in our very first year. And it just, it made a whole difference. And you know, when when Sarah actually messaged me on Instagram 
I, I knew I was like, this is it. I, I'm not even joking, like hundred percent serious. <laughs> I thought of you both during that time that you said that I was like, oh, all right, this is what they meant. Imperfect action. So, um, it's never the right, it's never going to be the right time to start something like you said. Yeah. It, it you know, I, I think it's just something that's so inherently trained in us, you know, in our education system that there's a right answer and a wrong answer. And uh, in life, it's just not true. Usually uh, there's, there's a lot of gray. And uh, I was just talking with someone yesterday about the, they were asking me how I studied for the NPTE, our board exam. And they were, you know, they were saying, well, how did you, like, how did you, what did you find most effective? And I said, well, really, I, what I found really effective was taking the practice test, bombing it, and learning from what I got wrong. I always remember what I get wrong and actually go in and learn why I got it wrong versus if I get it right, I don't, I don't actually even look at it very much. Like I don't confirm why did I get it right because I thought I knew why I got it right. But if I get it wrong, I have this connection. And so there's so much to be learned. And, and I feel, I actually feel really strongly that it's unfortunate in our school system that you get graded on correct versus incorrect instead of are you progressing? Like, are you learning? Are, are you getting better? I mean, I think it's something that I don't really understand why we look at it that way. Like the best of the best people get there because they mess up a lot, right? To the point that you've learned how to mess up so much, you know the ways not to mess up. And that's how you actually get really, really good at stuff. Uh, and to think that we allow a set of 50 questions on an entire subject dictate how good you are at it. And, to, and I think the hardest thing is students feeling their self-worth based off of that is just absolutely absurd to me. So that's for you guys. Don't ever let a score on a test give you self-worth. It's just not true. Agreed. And I think that hits kind of hard right now. And it's so hard because you feel like, you feel like your entire life is going to be dictated by the outcome of a test in PT school. And you feel like, man, if I like the entire world's going to come crashing down if I don't get this grade on this thing. And I like, I've had tests where I've bombed it before. I've retaken classes and it's like, you know, I love Will's analogy because it's all about how are you moving forward? Like as long as you keep momentum going and you don't just stop and give up on what you want in life completely, whether that means like, hey, I'm in PT school and then I'm not. I had friends too who, who went through PT school and didn't make it. And the, I think the big takeaway is in life, there's not one way to have success towards what you want, right? And that's what Will and I have really found. I thought that before I applied to PT school, I thought I was gonna be a pediatric clinician and uh, like I had this path dialed in and like I had all my rotations lined up. I thought I was gonna be a peds therapist, got into PT school, really realized that like long-term, I wanted to own my own business and the path to doing that through peds was, was gonna be not the path I was hoping for. And I started realizing like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to go through all these experiences and it's not going to lead me towards what I ultimately thought I wanted. And I had a really disheartening moment in PT school. It was actually right before I took the MPTE where I was like, man, I really don't want to be doing this. And I was about to graduate. And um, the cool thing is, if you look at life with the lens of everything that you've done up to this point serves you going forward and informs you as to how to be the best version of yourself going forward, then it doesn't matter if you fail a test. Heck, it doesn't even matter if you flunk out of PT school. It doesn't matter if you get three quarters of the way through PT school like I didn't realize that you don't want to be a clinician in the same way that everyone else does. Like, you can create your own path. And so that's what Will and I have done. We're like, okay, well, what? Like, now knowing 
the experiences that we've had up to this point, knowing that I, I understand how a clinician thinks, but also knowing that I have this passion for understanding online stuff and how it all works. Like, how could I meld those things together? And it's turned into a really fun business for Will and I. Do things always work out that way? Heck no. I've, I had like five businesses before this one worked. <laughs> like before we found something, it's like, okay, sweet, this works. So long story short, it's okay when you fail things. It's okay to take a different direction than you initially thought you would. And even though some people around you might say like, oh gosh, why are you doing that now? Like, I have my fair share of people all the time. They're like, why aren't you using your degree? <laughs> I am. <laughs> are you kidding me? You don't think that I, I am a much better marketer because I can think like a clinician and I can break down. It's like, it all makes you better. So just always remember everything that you're doing right now serves you going forward. Yeah. I think that's a really great point to, um, to say. And, uh, and you guys have been really like, not the traditional, like you said, you didn't want to be a clinician and work, you know, full time and do this for the rest of your lives. So if you want to go into a little bit more about how this idea of healthy funnel and healthcare digital marketing started for both of you, yeah, I think, I think for me, I think I realized just really quickly during my clinical rotations that, I don't know, I, I guess I had thought that I would have control over how much income I could make as a PT. Uh, and, and I kind of quickly realized that that wasn't the case, that if I work for someone else, my income is dictated by what they decide. And ultimately, if you're in network or like you take insurance, uh, Alex could be 10 times more effective as a physical therapist than me. But insurance doesn't care. And insurance says, Alex, the patient you're seeing is $100 this visit. Will, same patient, $100 that visit. And Alex actually could get penalized because if he's so good, he might get someone healthier in four visits, which sounds great. Get people better in quicker visits. The reality is if you own a business, that's actually not very good. You're missing out on more money. If it takes me 10 visits and they agree to that and they pay, that's $1,000 versus $400 that Alex would be getting. In my mind, it didn't make any sense. It just didn't make sense on, one, why would I get better at what I do if I don't get paid better for what I do? I know there's an argument that will, should be about helping your patients. But actually, I found out when I help my patients get better quicker, I'd have meetings with my manager saying, hey, Will, um, we need you to keep patients longer. And so I had to pick a battle. Which one did I really, which argument did I want to have? And I realized that, what was happening the most was people were struggling to find more patients and that's why they didn't want you to see them and get them better quicker. And so it led me down this path of like, I don't want to be in this environment. And I got really interested in starting my own cash practice and realized I was going to have to understand how to do marketing, how to attract people to my business. And I enjoyed it so much to the point that it started making enough income that I could leave my job at home health and not open a cash practice and just do marketing completely. So for me, that's kind of my story. Um, a lot of it's just being, I didn't want to be controlled by what someone told me to do with my time and someone telling me that my time was only worth X amount that they decided. So for me, that's, that's kind of what led to this path. And on my end, it's, it's interesting. Will and I come from, from two different sides of things, but we've met at the same point, which is really cool. So I have, I have a family. I've got a wife and two kids, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, both, both little girls. And uh, that's played really heavily into how my career has played out. Uh, because as I, I realized, I mean, I, I got into PT school 
initially I thought I was going to be a physician. Like I thought I was going to go to med school. I had everything ready. I took the MCAT twice because the first time, hey, I didn't do so well on it. So I knew I had to take it again. But I was really serious about that and uh, realized that someone told me, they said, you know, if you want to go into medicine and you're not willing to dedicate 80 hours a week to it, you really need to look at why you're doing that. And I was like, you kidding me? 80 freaking hours a week? No way. Like, I'm excited about helping people, but not, I'm sorry, I have a family. Like, I want to be present for them. That's my priority. So that's what steered me towards physical therapy. And as I got into it, the big draw for me of physical therapy is you can help people, you can empower people to make their own progress in life and with their injuries, right? It's not, hey, I can help you because I can give you this pill or give you this surgery. It's, hey, I can help you. I can teach you how to manage your own life, your own pain. I love that about physical therapy. And I got into it thinking, you know, someday I would like to start a practice. I didn't know about cash base. I didn't know that was a thing. I remember going into my PT school interviews and saying, you know, how do you teach people to, to open a practice? How do you prepare them to go into business? They said, well, we don't really do that anymore. That's an old model that, that just doesn't work so well in physical therapy. And now it's more about integrating with other healthcare providers. And I was like, wait a second. So you're telling me if I have a way that I want to do things, it doesn't matter because that's just not how the business works anymore. So that was a little bit like, I got a little jaded there, I'll be honest. And then as I got into it, I saw like, oh, the way that we get our patients is by visiting doctors and begging them for patients. I, I know that's not really how it is, right? But that, that's kind of how it looked to me. It was like, wait a second. So if I, if I do want to build a business, it's totally dependent on someone else deciding that I'm good enough to, to like let me see their patients too. That really turned me off. And so I came into this about a year in, I started getting, I, I felt pretty burned. And I was saying that, man, if I want to do this, like, I want to be able to express my creativity. I have all these ideas of things I want to be able to make and do. And I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to be relegated to, to treating nine to five and then doing paperwork. And that's it. And I go home and like, where's the creativity? Where's my ability to create the environment that I want for my patients. And, and then I started learning about cash practices and I started learning from Aaron LeBauer and, and just realized very similar to Will that, man, if I'm going to create a practice for myself, I need to know how to <laughs> attract patients. And so before I finished PT school, uh, I had the opportunity to start working with the cash practice here locally. It was someone who had been my CI. He bought a cash practice. And so I started working with him on attracting patients and just found that, gosh, I really like this, this whole like marketing thing. Like, oh, we make, like, we get to make videos all day. Sweet. We get to like make cool eBooks and little websites and see if this stuff works. And I get to test it and like make a theory and then go put it out into practice and see if it works. And then I go look at data. Oh, like this is awesome. And, and soon enough, we just started realizing, hey, there are other people that want to know this stuff too. And I, I know a little bit more than they do. I'm not the world's foremost leading expert yet, but, but sure. And little by little, Will and I, as we both just started putting that stuff out there, found that there was a need. People really wanted to know step-by-step, step, how do I do the marketing stuff? And that turned into a business for us because we found an audience of people that we loved serving. We found a pain that they had. Hey, they, they want to get more patients. And we found a solution that we could help them with to solve that pain. And that's ultimately what we've discovered. Like business in general, it's figure out who's your audience, what's a pain point, and how can you help them? So that's our story. <laughs> No, that's an amazing story. And I'm also curious, so like, how did you guys actually meet then? Oh, man, <clears throat> man. So we actually, we actually first heard of each other through SSPT, Smart Success Physical Therapy, uh, with Greg, uh, Greg Todd, which, uh, you know, if you, 
if you have the opportunity to come down this May, Memorial Day weekend, to come to SSPT Live, the conference, you absolutely have to come. It's just, it's, it's, I can't think of any other event uh, in healthcare that's like it. So hopefully, hopefully if you're listening to this and you can make it down there, I highly recommend that you, you make the trip. Uh, but we met through that, through the online program. Uh, and Alex and I didn't meet in person until this past Memorial Day. And we had had a business for over, how long have we had a business? At that uh, about eight so months, close. eight, nine months. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we met in Clearwater, Florida for the first time over Memorial Day weekend. That is amazing. And how was that initial, you know, meetup when you met in person, face to face, like, did it, was it just like a moment where, you know, you've been talking to each other every day for eight months and it was no big deal? Or was it really like, wow, like face to face is just something different? Like it's, yeah, it's so funny. I mean, right now we're recording this. We're on a Zoom call. It's a video conference, right? Will and I did this whole video conference thing back and forth for months, right? Before that. So from a like, I don't know, business relationship, friendship standpoint, like we knew each other so well at that point. It was like seeing each other in person was really cool, but it was absolutely no different than the interaction we'd already had. It was just like, hey, we're hanging out in the hotel now. We get to have the same conversations we usually do on a video conference. It was really interesting to me. That was the first time that I've, like, I've never done online dating or anything. <laughs> like, I had no clue that you could create a, a friendship so closely with someone through an online platform. Like, everyone talks about how disconnected we are because of social media. I, I actually beg to differ. Like I am so connected to so many people because I'm messaging them. Uh, I get on calls with them. I have, you know, i send them voice messages all the time. And I have a wide network of friends that I've never met before that like I'm best friends with, like I'm pals with because of online. So I think the idea that, hey, you're separated by hundreds or whatever, thousands of miles doesn't, doesn't preclude you from being able to, to form a, a friendship or even a business relationship like this. It's been super fulfilling for Will and I. Um, and that first meetup, like, was it special? Heck yes, it was amazing. But it was also no different than like, hey, let's jump on a call together. Yeah, that's really fascinating because, I mean, we already talked about this before and I'm sure by the time we released this, Gabby and I would have met in person. But yeah, we haven't met either. It's only been, what, four, four or five months? Four or five months now, yeah. Since September, yeah. So... I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the same thing. We talk every day. We do our podcast episodes, but when we're actually meeting in person, it's going to be like, you know, we're really good friends already and like, just, oh, hey. seeing each other like, oh, hey, that's what I was telling Sarah the other day. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, hey, like we already know each other. It's all good. And that's the cool thing about online. It's like, as you put yourself out there, you start to realize there are other people like you. And that, that for me was one of the biggest realizations that I've had over the past two years. When I was in PT school, like I was surrounded by friends who wanted to be clinicians and wanted like the standard career path. And I remember feeling so alone, feeling like, oh, I'm so weird for not wanting that. Like, <laughs> I'm so weird for, for like, I, I felt kind of bad. Like, I really did feel kind of bad. I felt like a total outsider until, really, it was until I plugged into Greg Todd's network and saw that, oh, there are these other people who also want to be entrepreneurs in PT. Like, it blew my mind. I thought I was the only one who wanted to build an online business within physical therapy. Like, I literally thought that, like, I was the first person to think of that, which is really incredibly naive of me. But I just had no clue. Like, I had no clue that there were people out there, right? Like, I had seen some, like, Kelly Starrett, like, people, like, totally killing it way off in the distance. But until I saw, oh, there are other people like me that feel like me, like, Suddenly I felt like I belong and I had not felt like I belonged in physical therapy or healthcare since like the third month of PT school. 
Um, and, and I like Will and I instantly had this connection of like, Oh man, yeah, we both want the same things. And it's so cool. Maybe you two feel like that as well. Sarah and Gabby, like, Oh, we want the same things. It's just so cool. So I love that that, that can happen where you can find that there's a bunch of people like me and finding a tribe has meant so much in terms of like me giving myself permission to go out and create what I want. Yeah, really true. And I think seeing what you guys have done with Healthy Funnel is really inspiring. And I'm also curious to know like about your mission and, you know, your vision for what it's going to be. Like, what do you guys do with Healthy Funnel right now? Yeah, so we've got, we have a couple of things that, that we're really focused on. So we've got, I guess, maybe three, but two of them really right now are, are what we're focused on. And, and that's number one, if, if you're someone like you guys who start to build a following because you have a podcast and, and you're, you're creating, you're, you're producing, right? You're producing content for people. And, and more than that, you're providing hope, inspiration, and, and people are going to take away things from what you're putting out there. Um, that are going to be super helpful and impact their lives. And what we're focused on right now is helping people who are either in that position where they start to grow a following, but they get worried that they can't keep doing it because they don't get paid to do it. And that's where Alex and I have learned through our own business how to do that. And so we help people do that, take a, a following. So there are so many people on uh, PTs, healthcare providers, who have like twenty-five to 100,000 Instagram followers and, and have no idea what to do or how to do it. And they, they really enjoy it, but it's taking up a lot of their time and they don't know how to, to, to create some revenue from it. So we'll help them with that. The other thing is private practice owners who are looking to grow their practice and, and find patients online, find new patients online. Uh, we have a program for them. So those are two big things. And that's probably our biggest mission is again, helping people who don't want to work a traditional healthcare job, find ways to make that sustainable so they can have that in their lives. Uh, and then lastly, our, our thing that's coming at some point soon, Gabby, sorry that we haven't put it out yet, is a project on teaching students how to make money while they're in school because Alex and I have felt the burden and the brunt of student loan debt, which we are incredibly passionate about helping, which we really only get taught how to save money. We don't get taught how to make more money, which kind of makes sense, right? Making a lot of money isn't really good if you don't know how to save any of it or to use it. So it's pretty important to learn how to save first. But... There's also another way, which is how do you increase your income, right? Because if you learn how to save and everything stays the same, all that's going to happen is it's a time game, right? How do, you, how do you play out time for the numbers to add out? Well, it's like, well, how much could we speed this up if we could add $10,000, $20,000 more a year or a month to your business? And so helping students really, sorry, is a long rant, but especially when it comes to interests or sorry, interests like on your student loan debt. The difference between like people go out of school with a hundred, let's say a hundred thousand dollars in debt, which is pretty conservative, right? That doesn't mean you're only paying back a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to be paying 120, 130, 160 over time because of interest, because of how big that number is when you leave school. So if we can keep that number as low as possible, we're looking at saving tons and tons of money down the road. And so that's what we're passionate about. I'll let Alex kind of talk a little bit about some of the details, but that's kind of what we're looking to move into. All right. All right. I just, this gets me so freaking worked up this whole thing, right? Like I'm a big time saver. Like I love saving money. Like I, we have the, you should see my spreadsheets. Will will can testify to the fact that I love spreadsheets <laughs> and um, like, I'm all about that life, right? Like save, save, save. Cool. But 
money is an equation. Finances are an equation with, with two sides and there's two variables, okay? At the end of the game, there's like what you actually have in your bank account, right? Let's call that the, you know, that's your pot, right? That's the pot of gold. Well, you fill that pot up by having income and then it drains a little bit by what you spend, right? Everyone in healthcare, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of times we focus on that like, hey, yeah, how can you save? How can you save so that your pot's bigger, right? It doesn't leak as much. Nobody in physical therapy talks about, hey, here's how you can make more to that pot, right? As a student, especially, that's just not being had. There's like five people maybe who talk about that. Greg Todd is one of them. And that just got me so fired up in school. That's why I started looking at online business as a way of like, wait, how can I increase my income as a physical therapist? Like, it's ridiculous to feel like you're capped. You have a doctorate degree and you have a capped salary range. That's ridiculous to me. If you are that educated of an individual that, that's like, you're not scamming people. You have a very well-defined skill set that truly helps people and your income is capped because of the system. That shouldn't happen. And so Will and I's mission really is giving people options. And you don't get options in life without being able to make money, okay? Like it, making money gives you options. And I know that this is kind of a dirty thought for a lot of people of like, oh, I shouldn't focus on the money. If you go into healthcare, you should be there because you love helping people. I get that. But you're also making drastic life changes for people. You should be compensated for that. And if you have an expertise, if you've developed that skill set, you need to be able to know how to, how to make money out of that. And that's what Will and I have gotten really good at helping people with, whether that's by attracting patients into your clinic. Like a clinic cannot survive without income. You don't get income without new patients. You don't get new patients without marketing. And then if you're someone who, like Will, you've started this passion project and you like, at first you're just so passionate about it that you're like, man, I just really want to do this. I really want to have a podcast. I really want to have this Instagram following. And you're just pushing it and you love it and you love it. At some point, you get to the point where like, you have to make money off that. Or your spouse or you're like, someone's like, you're not going to be able to continue with it just because you love it forever, right? It's going to get so big, so massive. People are going to want your time so much that you have to be able to make money from it. And we help people do that. So that's, that's I guess, the, the nuts and bolts of what we do. And the mission is we just want to give people options in life, really. I love what you guys are doing. A lot of people needed to hear that because I know not everybody has the mindset that, you know, they're just kind of stuck in this night. I guess you can say people are naive thinking that, you know, I, I can't make extra money and I'm going to come out with all this debt. That's, the, that's their mindset. And they just have this um, perceived notion that that's going to be the way it is and I can't do anything else. But I think it's important that students hear this, especially coming from both of you who are successful and who started this idea in PT school and especially uh, where you are today. Well, thanks, Gabby. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's just important because it's just, it's just true. Like we, when I started the Nobody's podcast and when Alex started the Habit Hack podcast, which is really what started all of this for us, was I can't, I mean, to this day, I get messages every week and, and we're very sporadic on how often we release a Nobody's podcast episode anymore. I still get an email or a Facebook message or a, uh, I don't know, someone reaches out on Instagram every single week going like, hey, I just heard one of your episodes and I resonated so much. I absolutely can't stand 
what I'm doing right now. I see 30 patients a day. I see 25 patients a day. I make, you know, $55,000 a year, $65,000 a year. And I have $180,000 in student loan debt because like Alex, I think we felt alone at first. Like, is anyone else not seeing this? Like, are we the only ones seeing this? Like what, like, how are people not mad? How are you not upset? Like, I mean, I think I was lucky. I was, I was older going back to school. And I know Alex was uh, a little bit older of a student too. Not that we're in our like 70s or anything, but I was like, you know, 28 when I started PT school uh, and had the fortune of working somewhere else before and, and kind of got to see that, hey, normally if you're really good at what you do, you get paid better. And when I, when I started to realize like our pay doesn't depend on how good you are at your job, it depends on how many people you can fit through the door in a day. It just really made me upset, made me frustrated. Like what kind of quality of care are we able to provide if it's boom, 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 boom. And that's not to say that some people can't get better with quick, quick results. It's just, you know, the reality is you have the ability to build a relationship with people. And, and I'm a believer personally, and I know this can be certainly attacked, but I'm a believer that we're not in a business of musculoskeletal pain care, which is great that we can do that. I do think that's great. I think it's great that instead of opioids or other prescription medications or surgery, that we have the ability to temporarily reduce pain. Um, but I think that our ability is not like that is that is a tool that we have and i think really what we're able to do and if we're going to get serious about branding ourselves again as pt is we need to be in the business of lifestyle change behavior change because ultimately i'm sitting here right now with my neck just cranked down all day i know i get sore i know i get stiff i would love a thoracic manipulation right now. i would love for someone to just give me a ctj manip on both sides i'd be like oh it's so good i'd feel great right but I also know that if I just go right back to what I'm doing and sitting like this for 12 hours again tomorrow, it's not going to actually solve the problem that's going on. And we need to be, I'm a big believer that our business is more of psychology than it is physiology, right? Teaching movement is important, but I do really firmly believe that our business and our ability to really make an impact on healthcare is our ability to have time with people and use psychology to help someone come to their own realization that they need to change their behavior, right? If someone's 40 pounds overweight, you and I can temporarily re relieve their back pain, but I think we all know what the real root of that back pain is. And you coming and seeing me for 10 visits and me working on your back and giving you some strengthening exercises and not knowing if you're gonna continue with them after you leave, I don't know if that's good enough. Right? So for me, I think it's a great business model. Someone's going to go have those, that pain again, and they'll come back at some point. It's great for, for a business, right? You get those people. But if we're really interested in changing people's lives, I think that it's a long rant, but that's what I feel like is missing. And I don't think people get to do that because they're so forced to see so many people so often because it's a numbers game to make someone else money. That's the big thing is they're making someone else a lot of money. And they don't get to keep any of it for the skill, very little of it for the skill that they're providing. Yeah. And that sounds like it's a huge inspiration for you guys to have started Healthy Funnel. And like, what kind of success stories do you have from students who have been in your course or like gone through stuff that you guys teach? So that, that's a great question. I, I want to pause for a minute and think about the fact that a lot of times People feel like I need to go make some drastic changes in healthcare. Like, hey, like we got, so I'm, I'm all for advocating for the profession. I'm all for like 
talking about making changes, but I also think that these changes have to happen on a personal level, like starts with, starts with this, us individually as therapists. And so I think our biggest successes come not in the, the big numbers that we could talk about, which, which I can't talk about, happy to say that, but in the fact that we have uh, a Facebook group right now of about 2,000 clinicians and, and students as well. And we have a ton of people who now know how to message to the general public as individual practitioners, being able to get out their idea of what health is to people directly. And that hasn't taken some massive initiative from on high. That's taken individuals being able to say, hey, I know, like, I know how to help you. I know how to help you with back pain. Like you need to make these changes in your life. So I feel like the biggest success we've had is just increasing people's ability to, to connect with the general public by meeting them where they're at, which is on their phones, right? It's on social media. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. So I think the biggest success we've had is, is being able to help clinicians figure out how do I reach people in a way that they'll listen and, uh, and hopefully make changes. So I'll just put that out there from a like, okay, case studies perspective. Uh, Will and I just have someone that we've, we've worked with who in the past week has been able to leave her job as a practicing clinician because she's built an online platform for herself that will now completely in the past, I mean, what, two weeks, Will, she's completely replaced an income, at least a year's worth of regular PT income in the past two weeks from an online platform. And she grew a following on Instagram, got up to a whole bunch of followers on Instagram, wasn't quite sure what to do with that. And we said, look, here, like make these little tweaks. She created a program. We said, great, here's how you get that program in front of people. Here's how you message to it. Boom, she did it. And now she's able to create an entire income for herself. Still treating people in a sense, still helping them achieve their goals in a health sense, but on a very mass scale not just one-to-one. Now she's able to help 400 people with their mobility at once because she's created this platform for herself. And is everyone going to get that overnight? Heck no. Like it's really, really hard to do that. Um, But I love seeing examples of people who are like, hey, I had this idea and I think I could help a lot of people. And I start talking about it online and people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. I want that. She's like, okay, I'll create that. And so she does. And then she creates for herself an entire income and a whole business that's run online. There's bunch of people that we could talk about who have decided like, Hey, I want to start my own clinic, but I have no clue how to market it. Like I can't just go to doctors because they're all locked down. And we've said, Hey, look, like digital marketing is really important, but also you got to remember like boots on the ground marketing, like go start talking to people and making friendships in your community. And uh, we just had someone last week who messaged us and said, Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so freaked out. I have a workshop. 30 people are going to be there. I'm freaked out right now. Like a couple of weeks ago, she had no clue how she was going to get people to find out about her business. Those are the type of things that just get me freaking pumped up. Yeah. And for you guys, something, you know, where you're in, in your position as students that are listening, you know, we, we had a, a group of four interns come uh, yeah. work with us and, and two of them are now making over a thousand dollars a month. Uh, one still in school, one while she was uh, still in PT school, doing some basic marketing stuff for clinicians out there who don't have the time to do it themselves, doing some email, sending emails, helping with their website, doing uh, video editing, podcast editing, doing Facebook advertising for them that are now making, you know, uh, anywhere from one to $2,000 a month as students, which is so helpful. And guess what? They're, they're that much more desired as a new hire 
because they have a skill set that's just beyond treating people. Yeah, and I think that's key. You want to have those skills that will separate you from other people. I mean, I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but yeah, if you have all, if you have three new grads lined up and they all have the same skill set and they're all, you know, really great, most likely the employer is going to pick someone who has that extra skill set, whether that be in marketing or, well, really anything. And um, yeah, that I think that's that's what students need to realize right now that there's um, there's other ways that you can market yourself too and just put yourself out there. Yeah, completely, completely. Any advice that you would give for um, current students? I know we went into a little bit of that, or any aspiring PT students as well. Man, yeah, I think the biggest thing is to start finding like-minded people. Um, and if, if that means on the internet, that's fine. Uh, I, I think that you'll find more opportunities uh, by just connecting with people, networking with people. And I know networking sounds like a, a weird word, but really just building friendships and relationships with people who are doing things that you would like to do. I think that's the biggest thing, right? So if you want to own your own cash practice, start having conversations or listening to podcasts of people who are doing that that you can learn how to, how to get to where they are. I think that's the biggest hack, uh, biggest tool in life is finding someone who's already where you want to be and learn from them, right? They're probably not going to have all the answers, right? But they do have certain things you can take away from each one of them that will help you find your path to where you want to be. And so I, that, to me, that's the biggest thing I would start doing. And for me, I'd say that, like for me, the, the biggest thing has been realizing how many options there are out there. Like the fact that you graduate, get a job, work in it for five years, become a, you know, a clinic manager, and then you work for another 20 years, then your hands start to get tired. So you start dropping down your, like that standard career path that we've all seen. And that's, that's sort of like put out there as like, this is how a PT handles their career is one path of thousands and thousands and thousands. So we're here to tell you, like you could, you could become an expert in, uh, you know, cycling mechanics. You could be an expert in back pain, whatever that is. Like you can create the career that you want, but you can't do it unless you see that other people are also doing things differently. And so for me, again, like much like Will, it's just connecting, getting out there and seeing what's available. There's so many options out there. I never would have thought that we could create a digital marketing company as physical therapists would never have crossed my mind until, like I said earlier, I saw that there were other people like me wanting to do similar things. So get out there. I think the easiest place to start is on Facebook, to be honest, like go hit up Facebook groups, um, go start finding people connect. Like if you're listening to this podcast, connect with Gabby and Sarah, and they can tell you the places to go to. Uh, they're plugged into these networks. And that's, I think the most important thing, start reaching out to people that, that you aspire to be like, or that you see that are in these circles that you want to be part of and the options in your life will just open up dramatically. That was perfect. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah. The best place to find us is in our Facebook group. We have a free group. If you go on Facebook and search healthcare digital marketing, that's our group. You'll see Will and I in there. It's free to join. Uh, we have a bunch of other students in there as well as seasoned clinicians and business owners. It's a really good place to see, gosh, what are other people doing in physical therapy? Like what are their business models? How can I connect with them? And just search us up there. Will and I do live trainings in there every single week. 
And that's probably the, the best place to connect with us. People message us all the time on Facebook. Um, so our messenger is a little bit flooded, but we try to respond to messages as much as we possibly can. We're real people too. And, uh, and we know what it's like starting as a student doing all this stuff. But hit us up on Facebook. We'll be happy there. Will, do you want to tell them about what might be coming with Make Money in Class? Yeah. So in the next, uh, we're hoping in the next month, we had to, we had to change some business structure stuff on our end to uh, help some other people. But we're hoping in the next, uh, next four weeks or so that we will have uh, how to make money while boarding class, which is going to be our new online course that will teach you how to make websites for free that you can sell to clinics or help them with their websites, help them do email marketing, how to do podcast editing, video editing, run some basic marketing campaigns through Facebook or Instagram that you can use to build a little marketing business for yourself for clinics out there and practice owners who are overwhelmed, don't feel tech savvy or do understand it, but don't have the time to be doing it themselves. So be on the lookout for that. You can sign up for the waitlist at makemoneyinclass.com if you want to check that out. So great. Ah, I'm so excited for that. But thank you both for being on the podcast. We appreciate your time. Thank you, ladies. It's been a pleasure. Yes, Yes, thank you guys so much. And hope you have a good rest of the day. Yes, have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.